If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Tonight, former Auditor General Daniel Demelevo speaks after Supreme Court slammed the presidency for forcing him out. The court says asking him to proceed on leave was unconstitutional. We hear from the nine civil society organizations behind the suit who are tonight unhappy justice had delayed. If accumulated leave does not exist, why should you ask somebody to go or leave for 167 days? If the president interprets his power to include these administrative uh, supervisory actions, it means that the president can suspend the chief judges for any subordination. And 
Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. He was forced out of office after the presidency asked him to proceed on accumulated leave. Well, today, after a long battle at the Supreme Court by nine civil society organizations, the former Auditor General, Daniel Domelevo, has been vindicated. The court unanimously declared the action by the presidency unconstitutional. The president had also gone ahead to name an acting Auditor General while there was a substantive one. The court today also declared that unconstitutional. Uh, when Mr. Dano Demolevo pointed this out as unlawful, his leave was further extended from 123 days to 167, effective July 1, 2020. Well, nine civil society groups sued the Attorney General over these directives, insisting such power cannot be exercised over an independent body like the Auditor General. Now, the court upheld this argument, and shortly we'll hear from Mr. Demolevo himself, who in fact uh, just joined us on Zoom. Hello, Mr. Domalevo. Thanks for your time here on Top Story. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, great to have you, sir. Uh, please stay with me. I want to bring in my court correspondent, uh, legal affairs correspondent, Joseph Akable, who was in court today, uh, just to give us a sense of the decision by the court and the reasons behind it. Uh, and, and Joseph, this is a case that has run from um, sometime in 2020 till date. Let's run through the key points in terms of the argument for both sides. So the Attorney General's view that was advanced it's not any different from what was stated in that particular letter that was authored to uh, Mr. Domenebo, if you recall, uh, written by Nana Santi Bediatu. And that part of the letter makes the point that the power to appoint the Auditor General is the president, and the appointment is done in accordance with Article 70 of the Constitution. And so, per Article 2 Constitution, that power to appoint includes the power to exercise disciplinary control over persons holding or acting in any such office. So to the extent that the president deems that there's a failure to comply with a basic term of appointments, then he has the power to exercise such disciplinary control. As far as the nine civil society organizations were concerned, they identified what they described as independent constitutional officers. They said they have four distinct characters. One is that they are set up and placed administratively outside the three branches of government, although they must of necessity work with and depend on the cooperation of all branches and agencies. They make the point that such ICOs, like they term them, are guaranteed a measure of financial autonomy and operational sustainability by having the administrative expenses, including their salaries, allowances, and pensions, treated as a charge on the consolidated fund. Thirdly, they said that office holders are appointed under the Constitution to head or constitute an ICO and grant security of tenure. And finally, the independence of such ICOs are affirmed and guaranteed by the inclusion of a provision in the relevant portions of the Constitution to the effect that the exercise of powers or performance of their functions are not sub are subject only to the Constitution and not subject to the direction or control of any other personal authority. And so the nine CSOs, they view that face of the general fall squarely within this particular mandate. In fact, the decision that was read by the court, the court deferred making available its full reasons but per the conclusion that was read out the first one is to the effect that the letter that was signed by the presidency and the other one you know the letter also came with a, a statement issued by eugene Ahim. so there's the eugene Ahim one then there's the one by nana santibedia too the court said that both are unconstitutional and inconsistent with the constitution 
and therefore null and void and of no effect. It again declared that the direction of the president appointing an acting auditor general is also equally unconstitutional, null and void and of no effect. There are three other reliefs that the court opted not to make a commentary on because it took the view that they are moot at this point in time. The first one being an order that the CSOs had sought to stop uh, any official or appointee of the president from forcing the auditor general to proceed on leave. Again, they wanted uh, to restrain the president or his agent from allowing any individual to perform the function of the auditor general in the absence or the forced leave during the forced leave of the Auditor General, and again, finally, any other consequential orders that the court may deem appropriate. And so, <clears throat> the, these were the conclusions that the court reached. A seven-member panel, unanimous, comprising Justices Nenamegacha, Professor Shikote, Justice Maria Mousu, Justice Lovelace Johnson, Getru Chokonu, the recently appointed Chief Justice, Professor Enrita Mensabusu, and Imanu Yunikulendi. I, I see. Yes. Please stay with me, uh, Joseph. Let me quickly bring in uh, Daniel Domelevo himself. Mr. Domelevo, I believe... Uh, this has come to your attention. What's your initial reaction to this verdict? Well, my reaction is that, uh, one, I am sad that the office of the president, which is the highest office of the state, is the, the one who is at the forefront of doing unconstitutional things or breaching the constitution of the country. And I will advise that going forward, that office should respect the constitution and the laws of the country. But I'm also happy that the verdict has finally come and it confirms or vindicates my position that the office of the president were not doing the right thing. And if you remember what the secretary to the president wrote to me, he said, because I'm not a lawyer, I may not appreciate uh, the issues in there. I'm very happy that the highest law, uh, a law enforcement body, or the Supreme Court of the state, have taken the same position as the view that I held. I am happy with that. But thirdly, which is my uh, my biggest uh, satisfaction, is the fact that my view is that going forward, never again will the sitting president or an incoming president decide to visit such unconstitutional behavior on any office, uh, uh, independent office holder or auditor general so uh, duly appointed. Now, substantively, though, um, it is coming, many will say, too late in the day. What is Has this got any substantive, I guess, implications for you in terms of questions about, so it was unconstitutional, should you be reinstated? How are you processing that? Well, to me, I say better late than never. And many people have reached out to me to say justice delayed is justice denied. And I say to them, well, I don't think any group of people know this better than the Supreme Court. I'm sure the Supreme Court judges, they know this better. So what held them up, up to this time? Well, it is between them and the public. But as far as I'm concerned, even though it may be delayed, the good thing is that it sets the rule clear for us going forward. Because I'm no, I know that several auditors general are going to be appointed in the future. So now the rules are being made clear, said that the sitting or the incoming presidents will not think of doing the same thing.
to me, that brings a lot of satisfaction. And the fact that it's still impossible now uh, to have that job back, does that give you any, uh, you know, sleepless nights, maybe sad about it or regret that this is coming at this at this late hour? No regret at all. I, 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 I have known that this was going to take a long time. You, you may remember that there was a, a case, versus, uh, I've forgotten the name of the plaintiff, something Mensa versus uh, 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 Auditor General. That case was filed uh, several months before this event. And even that case has still not yet been heard. So I came to a conclusion that when it comes to the office of the Auditor General, the Supreme Court is not in any hurry. What the reasons are behind it, I don't know. So to me, it was not a surprise. Moreover, I also know that I was occupying a public office. It is not my office. So I don't hold it as a personal office. So if I want to serve and I am being stopped from serving, I so be it. I don't begrudge anybody. And I must say here, I think I said it on one of your shows earlier, uh, I think last year, that the timing was, to me, a bit good because I was operating in a very toxic environment. The office environment was so toxic that there was no motivation to work in such environment. So taking me out of the environment itself, I think was good for me instead of uh, being bad. So uh, I have no grudges. I have nothing against it at all. Thank you. I remember when this was uh, raging, you wrote a letter and you raised concerns about the fact that a, a another Auditor General has been appointed whilst you believed then that you, you were still the Auditor General. That part was also isolated by the Supreme Court today and, and, and the judgment delivered on that. The court, again, was unanimous on that point that the appointment of another Auditor General when they believed and now it's, it's settled now that you were still a substantive was also unconstitutional. And you, you wrote that letter drawing the attention of the presidency to it. And that's the second bit of the of the concerns that you attached on. Looking back now, and now reading that that letter you you wrote to the presidency has been upheld, although, yes, you were not, you know, you didn't take the, the case to the Supreme Court, but has been upheld uh, by the Supreme Court. I wonder how that makes you feel. Well, it feels me, it makes me feel good that... Uh, even though the presidency made, presidency made it very clear that I don't appreciate the issues because I'm not a lawyer. But then there's, here's the case, the Supreme Court is upholding my position. So it makes me feel good. Uh, law, from my point of view, I scanned the Constitution and I didn't see any such provision that at any point in time when the president does, is not happy with you or feels one or other way, he should appoint an acting Auditor General because an Auditor General must take an oath of office. So I thought it was not the right thing, but I was told I was not a lawyer. And now that those who know the law, those in whose bosom or in whose mouth it lies to interpret the Constitution and the laws of Ghana have spoken, I can only thank God. And Evans, let me say on a later note that it comes as a very big uh, birthday present to me. You know, tomorrow is my birthday. So it puts me in a very good birthday mood. 
and a happy birthday in advance. And very finally, before you go to uh, prepare to cut the cake ahead of tomorrow, what do you believe this would mean for that institution you headed? Yeah, at least it gives the Auditor General the free mind to do his or her work as required by law or as required by the Constitution without the fear that if his work does not sit well with the executive or the presidency, they are going to find a way of pushing him away. That, to me, is a very good development, and I thank God it has come. Several auditors general are going to be appointed in the future. Several presidents are going to come, but this ruling will be there to guide all of us, and I think it's good. Thank you. Thank you very much, Daniel Demelevo. And Daniel Demelevo is going to be on uh, Upfront in just 15 minutes uh, for a one-hour extensive conversation with my colleague Raymond Aqua. You don't want to miss that. I want to bring in uh, Dr. Kojo Asante, and he represents the CDD, and the CDD is one of the nine civil society organizations who took this matter to the Supreme Court. He's a director of policy and advocacy there, and he joins us on Zoom right now. Dr. Asante, thanks for your time here on Top Story. Uh, good evening, uh, Evans. I hope you are very well. I am doing great. Uh, so finally, the judgment came, but did it come a shape too late? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Well, um, yes, I mean, certainly, well, I wouldn't say, uh, I mean, when you put it in context, uh, the, 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 the Supreme Court ruling is quite significant. And we made this point right at the beginning, even at the time when we were not getting the case called, that this was beyond uh, Mr. Dumlovo's, you know, peculiar case. Uh, we wanted, of course, it to be expedited so that uh, whatever wrong and, and violation of the Constitution that was going on will be corrected and that he could stay in office, particularly given his his own track record, the kinds of innovations and, and steps that he was taking to ensure accountability. So we wanted uh, the matter dealt with and to restrain the president 
from from constructively dismissing him. Um, but that didn't happen, and and then he was you know pushed out of office. But we made the point that the Supreme Court needed to have a pronouncement of this case because the the interpretation of the president's uh, of the president in terms of his powers, administrative powers under the constitution was far reaching if it it, it, it it did not have any commentary from the Supreme Court, if there was no clarification of interpretation of that particular provision of the constitution. So this is very, very important because it's not just about the Auditor General, it's about all the independent governance institutions that are set up under the constitution and the extent to which you know, the, the, the president have administrative powers over the heads of those kinds of institutions. That is what this ruling is addressing. And that's why, even though it didn't come uh, early to protect Mr. Domlovo, it should protect others in the future. And the fact that this is unanimous um, on, on a lot of the points, not only the accumulated leave, proceed on leave and the replacement of, of him by another one. The fact that this was unanimous in all sense, in, in all, all, all consideration, does that add anything to how important this is in, in making this emphatically a no-go area for any future president who wants to contemplate it? No, I am, I am, I am wary of, of you know, uh, executive power that is not restrained. And particularly when there are uh, gaps, you know, a, a lack of clarity as to whether the president, then the presidencies, you know, tend to kind of just grab those powers or overextend their powers if there is no rule, clear rules around these things. So, I mean, one of the jobs we have to do now that the the the, the judgment has come from the, the the Supreme Court is really to look very carefully. Are the conditions of, of of service for these independent governance institutions, and to make sure that these kinds of uh, responsibilities that come with the office are properly regulated and documented, because if we don't do that, then it always leaves it open. Somebody might try it again, and by the time maybe you might get a judgment or a pronouncement that damage has already been done. I mean, what has happened? It it really has battered and 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 created a fear in in the public service for you know some heads of institutions and you don't know how far reaching that is people might not want to you know really exercise their mandate because they're afraid that you know something may happen and yes you know the 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 judgment is there but that individual may think that well if i do it i'm the one that is going to be uh, suffer, be victimized. The, the country might benefit, but I'll be victimized, and therefore I wouldn't try. Thankfully, Mr. Demlovo, you know, was bold and courageous, uh, asserted his 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 mandate, and you know, people didn't like that. But that is what we need. But we want to create a system that, even when you are not bold and courageous, you can still be able to carry on your duties without fear of favor. Uh, and that's why we have to look, you know, with a tooth comb to make sure that we don't give people opportunities, you know, to undermine uh, our constitution building process that has been going on for 30 years and has served as well. And the court, however, today also opted not to issue any 
other orders, including stopping Mr. Domelebu from proceeding on leave, of course, because he's, uh, he's mm. since retired. But, mm. the, but that says something about, you know, the, the approach the Supreme Court adopts in some of these cases. The, the question yeah. of expedition. Um, it, because if he had, they had yeah. done it in time, then this would have been relevant and Mr. Demler would have probably served uh, the full term. Yeah, and I think and I think it's something that, you know, the, the judicial service itself, there has to be an engagement because, I mean, we have seen the treatment of cases uh, in, in, in the way the Supreme Court has handled different cases, particularly political cases, the uh, question uh, case, for instance, there's a lot of cases uh, that came, you know, involving decisions uh, at the parliament and all of that that were, you know, expedited. There were cases where the attorney general is, you know, quickly producing a response uh, to to expedite the process, and in some cases, just drags his feet, you know, for for a long time. I think we have to address these things because it affects the delivery of justice and the reputation of of the the judicial system if it is seen as well it is not applied fairly and consistently and there has to be a, a reason even if it's going to be a delay there has to be a reason for those delays so i think that these are some of the reflections coming out of this and i think it will serve both the judiciary well and and those of us who see the you know judicial um the role of the judiciary as critical in a democracy to ensuring that you know uh, the powers of the executive is, is or the executive is restrained from abuses and excesses. Uh, and if if we undermine uh, or the perception that the judiciary is not being being fair in the in the way it treats cases and so on, then it would affect all of us. So I think it's one of the reflections that we have to have. Uh, there's a new chief justice. Maybe it's an opportunity, you know, to raise some of these concerns and see if there are ways in which, you know, uh, it can be addressed. And I, and, and since this judgment was delivered, I've seen many uh, posts and use that popular phrase, justice delayed, justice denied. Uh, and Domelevo actually says many have sent him same as well. Uh, do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah. I mean, for Mr. Domelevo, yes. And of course, he robbed us of, uh, uh, and a real leader, uh, somebody committed to anti-corruption and, and, and accountability. And given our circumstances, we need people like that there. It would have inspired more, uh, you know, uh, public servants who maybe might, might, might not be bold enough. But, you know, if somebody like that had continued and continued to do his work to sanitize the system, maybe we'll inspire that. So we've lost all of that opportunity, right? But yes, as I said, for him personally, uh, it didn't serve him well, but at least it's going to serve Ghana going forward. Thank you very much. And that's uh, Dr. Kojo Asante uh, with the CDD, one of nine civil society organizations who took this matter to the court and have been battling this uh, for years. Now the Supreme Court had delivered its verdict, uh, vindicating uh, Mr. Domelevo uh, on that particular uh, subject. I, I want to take your views on the subject. If you have any, 055 Earlier you had Daniel Domelevo himself who says he feels vindicated on this very matter and 
he is confident that it will provide the necessary basis for whoever occupies that position as Auditor General to have the confidence to take on the system if they choose to do so. Uh, send me your thoughts, 55 Another major story we are following for you tonight is the countdown to deactivation. Uh, some 7.4 million SIM cards risk being deactivated by midnight today. But in the last few minutes, we are learning that there is some significant development on this particular issue. And uh, thankfully, we can speak to Ken Ashigbe, who heads the uh, Chamber of Telecoms and joins us now. Ms. Ashigbe, I understand that there's been some development on this. Well, thank you. And so even the 7.4 million is about those uh, uh, mobile money uh, tips that are going to be impacted. For those uh, on the void calls, it's about 9 million. Uh, well, the good thing is that, um, you know, due to the engagement uh, with the NTA, uh, you know, and their magnanimity, they've agreed that instead of barring tomorrow and blocking and removing everybody else, from tomorrow, the 9 million or so will be blocked. So you'll not be able to make a call. You'll not be able to receive a call. You will not be able to send an SMS, uh, but the operators will be able to send you SMSs. And then you still will still retain access to be able to dial your staff 404 to be able to do your SIM registration should you get your Ghana card. So, but the thing about it is that there is no time limit to that the NTA uh, studying it could come a day or two after and say, okay, if you don't, you're blocked. So we all need to take advantage of the magnanimity of the NCA and go get our Ghana card or get our registration done so that we don't lose uh, our ability to be able to make a call. We don't lose our ability to be able to do mobile money. For those 7.4 million or so people, there are about 200 million CDs uh, that is on their wallet if their numbers are blocked, would be kept into an account and they would be able to access it off mobile money if they don't register. But we still have a day or two or three, we don't know how long, uh, to be able to still do our 404 if we are blocked from tomorrow, uh, to be able to still get us registered and come back to getting access to uh, telecommunication services. That's a very important clarity. Yes, your your number will be blocked and you can make receive calls but you can still register correct and what the, the other thing for you and i also as customers is that the fraudsters and all of them they would be taken off oh apologies that we lost him there that's uh, um the development the development on this uh, all important matter as it clarifies there some nine million people uh, will be affected nine million sim cards uh, will be affected by this as is clarifying there yes your numbers will be blocked you cannot make calls um tomorrow you can make calls you can receive but the window there for you to so use that phone that that sim card to register so the countdown is still on this is top story
ever visited a shop, picked a whole basket of provisions, toiletries, and very If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.